welcome to the Holistic Baby and Toddler Sleep Podcast. I'm your host, Georgina Winderbank, a qualified naturopath, a holistic sleep consultant, a mother to a little boy, and I have been pregnant four times. At the Holistic Sleep Project and through my membership, The Sleep Collective, I have helped countless families locally and internationally resolve their sleep issues, which affect not just babies and toddlers, but the entire family unit and how smoothly it functions. My approach is unique as it is completely holistic, just like the naturopathic philosophy. Naturopathy and holistic sleep together create a deeper understanding between the philosophy of sleep and its relationship to other crucial parts of child development. In this podcast, you will learn plenty of solutions and gain an abundance of knowledge so you can confidently tackle any sleep challenge that comes your way. These discussions will address child sleep as well as nutrition, emotional well-being, resilience and experiencing family loss and trauma. This is an informative, thought-provoking podcast about pregnancy, parenting and of course sleep. I am so glad you're here as we navigate together one of the toughest jobs in the world and reduce sleep deprivation in the process. Let's get started. Welcome to the Holistic Baby and Toddler Sleep Podcast. I am so glad that you're here. This is a bonus episode all about how we navigate naps around Christmas and the holiday period. I'm often, it's called the silly season, but I'm often left wondering why do we rush around trying to catch up with everyone that we've ever met or our close circle of friends, trying to do everything that we need to do before the 25th of December? Why do we do that? I just don't understand why, because obviously people are going to be around in the new year. In fact, it's probably a better time to catch up with people when the new year rolls around. But there's heaps of commitments, there's heaps of parties, there's lots of end of year celebrations for kindergarten or childcare breakups, as well as graduations. Even some people get married over this period. Christmas Day, of course, Boxing Day, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, so many different things. So, Sleep can be really, really tricky for our little ones during this time, if not for ourselves. So we're going to talk about my five top tips in this bonus episode to get you through this really, really tricky period because this is one of the times that I find that sleep derails for families. It might be Christmas or another holiday where things were going really well prior to these times of year and then the wheels fall off. Now, there could be a multiple multitude of reasons for this. One may be the temperature. You might be going to a hotter climate or we might be going into summer and you're not sure how to navigate naps during that time. Another reason might be the busyness of it and there's way more naps on the go than you've ever had before. Another part of that might be family influence. So I have a lot of clients who have family who have their own opinions about whether your child should have a nap or not or make comments like, oh, they don't look tired, they don't seem tired when in fact they've gone into that overtired stage. And there's just a lot of things to navigate. If you haven't ever done naps before in new spaces, this might be the first time that you're doing that. And also if you've had a little one during COVID, then your little one may not have slept outside their environment very much, uh, particularly for the first few months of their lives or if at all. So it's there's lots of varying factors. And then you put on top of it the fact that children still get unwell they still teethe, they still go through developmental milestones. There's lots of different factors as to why sleep can derail during this time. So I want to make sure that this doesn't happen for you. I want to keep you on track as much as possible, as well as enjoying this special time 
especially when you have little young ones and you can share those with family and friends, they're little developmental. You may not have seen family before and your little ones have been born, but you haven't seen them at all. They haven't introduced and met your new baby. So it's a really exciting time, but I don't want your sleep to derail. So let's get into my five top tips to keep your little ones sleep on track for Christmas and the holiday period. Now, I do have to tell you, as I record this episode, we have just moved states, which is another complexity to this time of year for some people. I know quite a few people that have moved this year, but it has been an epic transition for us. We have been looking for somewhere to move for probably three years, and this year has all been about ticking boxes, about getting our house up to scratch so we could lease it out, finding a new premises in our new location, checking out schools for my little one because my little one starts prep next year, which is so exciting. And it's been really a process of ticking boxes up and down the freeway between Victoria and New South Wales. There has been so much going on. So right now I'm actually recording the podcast in my new master bedroom, but because I haven't set up my desk yet. I've got my office, it's in the spare bedroom, but things are not set up. And also my husband will be working from home and he's really loud. So we're going to have to work out the logistics of how to navigate each of our spaces. So right now I'm recording this in the master bedroom, but looking out to the beautiful bush after making this huge move on our country change that we've been wanting for for so long. So let's get into these tips while I sit in my transient location as I record this podcast. The first thing we need to do is make sure that we're really, really prepared for this time of year. So if you haven't already, get yourself a diary, a big piece of paper and work out all the commitments that you've got and the timing of those. You want to make sure that your little one's on a routine because if they're not on a routine and you're going to fly by the seat of your pants for everything, Over this period of time, that's going to be really, really tricky. You're also going to be dealing with a very overtired child. There's no doubt that having some days of naps on the go or some days where they don't get enough sleep for their age and for their own individual requirements is fine. But to do it day after day after day and to fly by the seat of your pants in this entire Christmas and holiday period is going to be, I think, stressful for you and also not very relaxing for you and you're going to be dealing with a pretty grumpy baby. So make sure your little one's on a routine. Hopefully you've worked on that prior. And if you haven't, at least if you can find a a wait time schedule for your little one and just at least stick to that as best as you can over this period. Write down all your commitments and decide who's going to go to what. So if you've got some older children, maybe there'll be times when your partner will take them to events, but you do need to stay home for the odd nap, maybe two out of three naps a day or one out of three naps a day. If you've got a baby, there'll be some that you might do on the go, but maybe sometimes you'll have to say, no, I need to stay home with the baby. They need to sleep in their own cot. Make sure you know how long it's going to get to your destination how long it's going to take to get there and decide prior how long you're going to stay. Now, you may not always stick to that and that's totally fine. We have to be flexible and enjoy ourselves, but maybe give yourself a bit of an idea. Know that the event is at 3 o'clock, so you're going to leave at 2 o'clock and drive for that hour to give your little one a nap or part of a nap so they're not 
it's really overtired and you're really on top of their fatigue, it starts you off for a really good event if you've had a nap going into it. And then obviously working out how long you're going to stay and then what you're going to do. So are you going to get your little one to sleep in the car on the way home? Are you going to take your sleep associations, which we'll talk about in one of my other tips, or are you going to let them sleep there and then transfer them into the car, or are you going to leave before their bedtime? Have a bit of a game plan for all of the events that you have during this period and bit by bit, step by step, day by day, execute them so you don't get too overwhelmed. So definitely prepare about what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. It gives you the best chance about for relaxing and having some fun yourself. Secondly, we want to make sure that we prioritise our children's sleep. This goes for babies, older babies and toddlers and even preschools actually, making sure that we prioritise their sleep and ours. So we want to make sure that we're well rested. We might have our partner's home, which we don't usually have. So maybe you can have a nap in the afternoon, which you wouldn't normally get on a Wednesday, but you can do that because your partner's home or make sure you get some early nights. Make sure that you're really looking after yourself. Yes, indulge, but perhaps not too much. So you're not feeling really worn down and fatigued. When it comes to your little one, make sure that you're prioritizing their sleep. That means that you are aiming to get the amount of sleep that they require through the course of the day. It may not be broken up the way that you normally have it, but still look for that amount of sleep that your little one requires. So if they're six months old and they usually get four hours of day sleep, try and maintain that. It may not be a two-hour nap and a two-hour or an hour and a half and then What's that? (laughs) A two-hour, a one-hour, a one-hour nap. It might be several cat naps. It might be a really great big nap to start, but then the next, the rest of the day may be cat naps on the go. Whatever it is, try and maintain that total amount of day sleep because that's going to give you the best chance of getting ahead of this overtiredness that can really come into play if we don't do that and in this busy part of the year. So if you can maintain the amount of day sleep that they have during this period that's going to make sure that's going to ensure that you still have quick settles at night that they're not waking more overnight than they were prior and they're not early rising you want to make sure that you are prioritizing naps and not stretching them longer than their awake times can handle so that brings me into my next tip which is take all your sleep associations or sleep props with you so that you can execute those naps efficiently and on time, no matter which method you use. So if you normally have all your naps at home, but it's Christmas and it's busy and it's holiday period, you might decide to have the first nap at home. And then the next one is in the car as you go to an event. And then the last one is in the carrier as you're still at the event. So making sure that you have everything that you need in the car. So if they're above seven months of age, they've got their comforters. Don't ever lose a comforter. Make sure you've got one for the pram and the cot and the car. They may have a dummy. Make sure they've got that because a child who forgets their dummy, particularly in a pram or a car, is really, really stressful. Make sure that you've got your pram that they sleep in and a good cover with lots of airflow so you can walk around the block and get them to sleep or maybe around someone's backyard, whatever it may be. In the car, if it is colder, that you've got cotton blankets or their 
cool enough or warm enough a shade for the windows so they don't get too hot and a porta pot so if you're going to an event even if you don't think that you're going to stay maybe just or stay past their bedtime perhaps pack those things anyway so that you're not left in a bit of a tricky position always have the porta pot in the car with your white noise machine make sure this is a really good idea is make sure that you've worked out the heating and the cooling of where you're going so in the past, if I was going to Christmas and a Christmas event and it was going to be at someone's house, then I would say to them, does your house have air conditioning and what kind? Or can Reggie be placed in a room with air conditioning? Same goes for heating at any other time of the year. Is there a heater in that room? What kind of heater? And to be quite honest with you, I often took my own oil heater because I didn't want to have to try and work out what their heating did, how their system works. I just want to know that my heater works and I like it the way it is and it's going to be effective so I'm not stressing and I can enjoy myself as much as possible and leave him to sleep happily and safely and he will be warm enough or cool enough depending on the season. So, And the same goes for accommodation. Ask what kind of heating or cooling they have if you're doing an Airbnb or a hotel. If they're doing a hotel, you want to want to make sure that you've got a room that has its own thermostat. I would always check that with the hotel before we booked it, and this is goes for overseas or locally. If it's an Airbnb, you can actually look at the photos of their Airbnb rooms and you can often get an understanding if there's an aircon. If you can't, ask the host because I have, I remember I stayed with a family member. It wasn't at Christmas time, but it was in the June period and I'd asked her if there was a heater and she'd said yes but it was a it was a concrete floor basically and I just could not get the room warm enough with that heater that I was using of hers and my little one woke 5 5 30 which is really really unusual for him I knew what I was up against but I had didn't really anticipate the room that they would put us in and how freezing cold it would be So make sure you're checking all of those things if you're staying at someone's house, if you're wanting to extend and let them sleep a little bit into their bedtime before you leave or accommodation. Number four tip, one of the best ways to get through this holiday and busy period around Christmas is to practice having naps in other locations. So if you haven't done this already, you may have to speed this process up if you're talking about Christmas Day or New Year's Day or over the January period if you're going away, practice having some naps in some other locations. So I get asked a lot about porticots. Now, porticot is a different sleep space, but they do have to be acclimatised, in my opinion. So bring the porticot out during the day. I used to pop mine in my hallway, and I used to pop my little guy in there when he was awake. And, of course, because we're not sleeping, so we can put some toys in there because it's not a sleep time. And I'd let him play in there. I'd be just around the corner in the kitchen and I'd be checking on him and coming and going. So I'm also leaving him and allowing him to get comfortable on his own, but I'm also making it fun and comfortable. He's exploring the corners of the new space. He's seeing that it's a smaller space and it's mesh versus a cot where he can put his arms and legs out and that's obviously a more stable, sturdy structure. So doing that and then you can also not only do the play with the porticot but also pop it in different parts of the house so maybe they have a sleep in the living room in the porticot during the day and you bring your white noise and if they're old enough to have a comforter they've got that or they do a night 
in just in your bedroom where they're normally in their own bedroom, but they do it at night in the porticot here and there. So you want to make sure that you've really acclimatized them to naps in different locations. Don't grab a porticot and then expect they're sleeping somewhere on Christmas night at a family member's and they've never been in that porticot before. Same goes for a carrier. If it's a brand new carrier, use that carrier beforehand. They may not go as well. They might be shorter naps because the baby isn't used to it, but you want to make sure that you're doing those kind of things and, and having those experiences way before game time, way before the real time that you're expecting them to do longer naps. The fifth one, and I've sort of covered that in the first one as well, is around keeping as close to your awake times as possible. So as I talked about in the first point, having your total amount of day sleep on track as best as possible. Equally, if you can try and keep to your awake times as best as you can. So if you're on two-hour awake times, yes, watch the clock and try and stick to those as best as possible. If you allow your child to go over that, not so much five or ten minutes depending on the age of your child, but you stretch it out to two and a half hours, then you're going to be dealing with an overtired child. And we know the repercussions of that. The repercussions of having an overtired child for families are they're more difficult to settle, they might wake more overnight, and they will possibly early rising. Now, if you're talking about a Christmas holiday period, that sounds like no fun to me. (laughs) Having early risings when you've already had a late night possibly or having more night wakes and having a child that is difficult to settle because they're so overtired, particularly if you're not in your own environment. If you're at someone else's house and you've extended their awake time and now your little one is overtired and you're trying to settle them, it's, oh, it is just so stressful and everybody tries to help or they put in their two cents worth. It's really stressful because you've got a baby that's grizzly or screaming or crying, plus you've got this other element of other people trying to interfere or help and your anxiety is rising, and it's just awful. So I would much prefer you keep an eye on the clock and you do stick to those awake times, and you will have to excuse yourself from things. You will have to say, you know, Reggie needs a nap. I need to go and get him to sleep in the pram. I'll be back once he's asleep, or I'll be back after the nap. It is a sacrifice that we make as parents to miss out on things, and that's what I mean about prioritising sleep. It's much better to miss an hour here or there than be in a situation where you're trying to settle your child in the type of situation that I've just explained. I know what I would prefer. You might be the same as me. So they're my five top tips around navigating naps and sleep when it comes to Christmas and holiday commitments. So number one is be prepared be really prepared, map out what you've got going on, map out who's going to do what and the timing of naps when you're going to go and when you're going to leave. Number two, prioritise your sleep, which is not really about their naps, but it's about your energy levels as well as their sleep and their naps. Prioritise them and make sure you don't overstretch them. Number three, take all the sleep associations and props everywhere you go. Even if you don't think you're going to need them, it's better to be over-prepared than under-prepared. Number four, practice having naps in many different locations before game day, before Christmas day, before the big event. Make sure you've used many different ways and methods, prams, carriers, cars to get your little ones to sleep, whatever works for them. 
Number five, keep as close to or right on your awake times so that you don't have an overtired child because, boy, that is no fun during the Christmas period. Well, I hope those tips have helped you. I'm really looking forward to, if it's possible, an even more eventful 2023. Thank you for joining me on the podcast through this year, the latter part of this year. It has been something that I've wanted to achieve for a really and, and execute and put out to the world for a long, long time. We've had some amazing guests. If you haven't already listened to those episodes, please go back and have a listen. I've got some really exciting, amazing educating, um, wonderful women that I'm going to be interviewing in 2023. And we're going to do some more emotive type podcasts that I haven't had the, I haven't felt it was the right time to do just yet, but we're getting into different sides of parenting and different parts of motherhood. It's been a really big 2022 for the Holistic Baby and Toddler Sleep course, or project, I should say. I've, I've released my course, my first course. I've also opened the membership a couple of times and wel- welcomed brand new members and families into the Holistic. Sorry, I keep getting my words wrong at the end of this today. I've welcomed new families into the Sleep Collective and, of course, releasing this podcast. So it's been pretty epic. And on a personal level, we have ticked all our boxes and we have moved states, which we're really excited about. My little guy starts school in 2023, which has been a big goal that I've wanted to get into, educating him in other ways so that we're prepared for school that's in line with our ethics and beliefs, and we have done that to a T, which has taken a lot of hard work and sacrifice, but we have got there. So I'm looking forward to spending even more time on my business because he will be at school. So looking forward to having you alongside me at the Holistic Sleep Project. I can't wait to see you in 2023. Make sure you have a fantastic, safe Christmas and New Year. And of course, make sure you prioritize your little one's sleep. If you enjoyed this episode, learned something or felt moved by a topic that was discussed, please share it with another parent who you think would enjoy this episode. Also, don't forget to leave a review on the platform where you listen to this podcast so more families can be empowered about their child's sleep. Make sure to follow me on Instagram so you can get more sleep tips that will help you improve your child's sleep today and head to my website if you would like to work one-on-one with me. Until next time, happy sleeping.